from the tone. Oh, alright. But that's what he says. Quincy Jones is Quincy Jones is the guy that he moves. Gets all the obstacles out the way so he can catch the match. Like Will was going to talk himself out of that audition that night. He's like, Yeah, give me, yeah, give me. Because they was on tour. They was on tour in, in Detroit. Yeah, he was like, Give me two. Like, yo, give me some time. Yeah, like, yeah. Right, yeah. I give you. I get what you take. You need a week. He said, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, in a week, that guy is going to be doing something." He yeah. said, "All right, all right. Yeah. Well, I need more time." He said, well, in two weeks." He's like, "Yeah, two weeks of work." He said, "Well, that guy is going to be with his wife doing something." Yeah. He said, "How about a month?" He said, "Oh man, thank you." He said, "In a month, none of the people that can say yes will be in the same room at the same time." At the yeah. same time, he said, "Right now is the yes, and you have to move in the moment." So, you know, it's like. You gotta catch the magic, man. Yeah, cause they was they was on they was uh, on tour in Detroit, and he flew out there for. And Quincy was like, "Yo, this is your opportunity, nigga. Like, what you gonna do?" But here's the best part, like, cause I cause I clearly you read the book too. Baby girl was telling him like, "Yo, you gotta go where the where it's happening. Go to Arsenio." She told remember she said, "Go to Arsenio," and he was like, "Why?" He's like, "That's where everybody's at." You. And Charlie Mack had been trying to, you know, hobnob First around. First out the Cadillac. <laughs> so he says, you know, they get to the Arsenio and he meets Benny Medina. Yeah. And that changed his life. Yeah, because basically First Prince is Benny Medina. <laughs> it's Benny Medina. But, you know, just to bring it back, it's like, man, you, you have to get up and move. You have to move the rock. You have to make way for the moment. Absolutely. So, so check it, check it, check it. One, two, three, in the place to be. It's the T R A V. Uh oh. Uh oh. The T R A V. Nah, man, this is a special episode of Needle to the Groove. You know, this is my Should've show. It's the N T T G. I should have said that. This is my show, so I feel like I can do what I want. And this is, uh, I like to think of this like dropping a single, you know what I'm saying? Dropping like a mixtape or something. This is not season two. This is just when you feel inspired and you have the uh, ability to record, you should be able to do that. Um, this is one of those episodes. Last night I was super inspired. Um, I had a really, really, really good time yesterday, man. But I noticed something. I went to a couple spots and I noticed something. And I noticed something about people and I noticed something about partying. And a lot of people don't know how to party. A lot of people don't know how to have a good time. So I invited the OG, the big homie, <laughs> the closer, well, Mr. Mom. 81 points. Well, <laughs> you know, my fellow Kobe Bryant stand over so we could talk about uh, capturing the moment and capturing how to party and the music that you expect. Because, you know, the things I witnessed yesterday, man, was like, it was two different worlds, and I've been in both worlds. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, going to a party is one thing. Knowing how to party is another thing. Being open-minded is very essential to having a good time. Because it's not all about you, specifically. And when you say not all about you, you speak, you're speaking about the DJ, or you're speaking about you as the one person in the party. The one person in the party that thinks every song should be catered towards you. Well, let me let me take you somewhere real quick. I learned something from Baba West. Baba West is one of the one of my OGs and somebody you probably should meet, man. Just I think you I think 
you should always have an OG, you should always have an elder, an old head, however you want to call it. I have those. I've seen Coach Neal today um, up at Upper Cup Coffee Shop. Bobby West is a drummer. He's taught a lot of the drummers in the city. When I speak about drumming, I'm talking about African drumming, like with your hands, or sometimes it's with sticks, but it's African drums. And I did an event for him quite a few years ago, and I watched the dancers and the drummer have a relationship. Yes. So you want to talk about partying? Well, it's like being in it's like being in a in a relationship. If two people aren't communicating, the relationship ain't really moving. Facts. So you want to see people party? Well, the drummer gotta give them some. Get a drummer some. But the people gotta get a drummer some. The you know, energy. The energy gotta connect. Reciprocated. It's, it's reciprocated energy. But a lot of times the DJ is forced to break the ice or he's forced to get you out the seat. Like you you here, don't you wanna party? Yeah. But why why act so cool? So the way I wanna approach this conversation um is obviously you're the DJ, I'm gonna be the fan. And what they're cause I, I, I know what it's like to party with y'all because that's what I do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I wanna play the devil's advocate as far as like like, I, I, I'll give you a specific example. So let's let's set the scene for him. Last night was the redo. Um, if you don't know about the redo, then I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. We'll get you hit. Don't we? We will get you hit. Um, but one thing about the redo that you have to love is you're not going to hear these records any other place in Ohio. Definitely not in Columbus, but in Ohio and. You know, you probably you have more experience of partying in, in New York City more than I do. LA and partying in LA. Yeah. I've been to clubs but I haven't party. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I know these specific records you're not gonna hear. You're not even gonna hear them on a regular on a radio. You're not gonna hear them on commercials. You're not gonna hear them like but if you grew up in a certain time before there was you know, all the streaming services before there were, you know, computers available to watch TV on. Like, the radio really ran the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, so when I go to the redo, I know I'm going to hear records that are going to bring back specific memories from my childhood and bring back good memories and good times when I hear these certain records. A lot of people don't understand that. I think what what we consider the redo snobs that rock been rocking with y'all for ten plus years, they get it, and then they get their people hip, and they get their people hip. But if like you know what one thing y'all always do at the redo is say, "Is this is your first time here?" Mm-hmm. A lot of people be like, "Yeah," because you know what? Oh, that's a party. It's a daytime party. I have somewhere to go. I can go kick it. I know O'Sharp. I know Craig Digger. I know Mr. King. Like, but dog, you're not coming to a... I, I, I try to explain. You're not going to the red zone. You're not going to XO. You're going to an experience. It don't matter where it's at with the redo. You're going to an experience. Each DJ has their own flavor. But a lot of people still stuck in that mindset, like, you got to play what I like specifically for me to have a good time. So as a DJ, how do you feel about that? Um, 
with all the things you're speaking about, you're speaking about culture, creating it, developing it, expanding it, sharing it. It's culture. So what what we don't um, what has been a challenge in Columbus is we don't have an entertainment culture per se, and we don't have an expanded music culture. You know, we we we. Um, if you grew up in Columbus, you didn't grow grow up around house music. You didn't grow up around go go music. You didn't grow up around uh, Spanish music. You didn't just grow up around those things. You know, those in a lot of those places that you mentioned, the diverse nature of music alone is part of your 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 childhood. Yes. Like I have, um, I've walked. You know, I lived in the Bronx, so I can say walking. From the crib to the to the barber shop where I worked at, I would go two or three blocks and I could hear hear salsa and bachata and, and, and merengue and all that just clean in that like you know when so we talk about Saturday mornings cleaning with your mom <laughs> absolutely you're playing uh, Frankie Beverly so that's the stuff that a lot of those those kids and a lot of those people were playing so that's culture for them so the parts that you know and I and I take it back to you know, some something very familiar. Rich and myself, when we did, when we were with DJing as a tandem with the Rich and O Flavor show, we we made clear intention to take to bring records into our sets that you would hear at a cookout, you would hear at a block party. You know, Rich is from New York, so the block parties are part of his growing up. That's all. Right. That's that's normal. That's normal. That's going to hoop. That's that, that's regular. It's like literally, like literally, even to this day, you can walk streets in New York, and one block you just be walking out a block, and you make a left turn, and there's a block party. It's a jam. It's and a they jam. going crazy. Somebody just got their music. And, and you walk by, and you stop in for a second, and then you keep on with your day. But that's that's normal. So you know, myself and Rich, and I'm and I'm dating ourselves like from '97. We've been doing that. We've been we've been playing like I I I feel confident in saying you know as far as in a club setting in the nineties there was nobody else playing Candy O. There was nobody else playing like when I say when I say that like there are older DJs at bars that might have been playing Candy O and yeah. Frankie Beverly, but we were playing that in the in the um at Mecca. Mecca. I, I was too young for Mecca. Well, I, I I didn't know enough people to go to Mecca yet, so I always hear stories about it. But Mecca was like so like th these experiences that we would have out of Columbus. Mecca was like a a, a warehouse. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard all it was about it. like so where uh, Huntington Bank uh, Park is for the Clippers. Yeah, that's where Mecca was. Oh, so nice. it was a big warehouse where it had like three rooms I believe you have one big room just just a warehouse it looks like it's, it looks like where the Russians do drug deal drug deals in bad boys three <laughs> or two or one and but you know we had we had experiences there where we could play records um and then we'll take I'll take you a little you know closer to to present time um mahogany soul with Alonzo and Wally yeah, I seen Eliza last night. Shout out to Zoe, man. You know, I had to give him his flowers last night too, man. But that, but he was somebody that created culture in the city. I gave him his flowers last night. You know, night. with the neo soul and the alternative ways to party, where he's like, we don't gotta play, you know, these records. Like he wanted the out, the alternative. He wanted that stuff, and that's kind of how Crate, you know, shout out to Crate, 
that's kind of how Craig made his name playing, you know, Neo Soul Records or other records. Yeah. So last night when I seen Zoe, and um, I definitely want to make sure he hears this, I was like, you know, Zoe, I didn't get it back then what y'all was doing because I was so hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all was dressing up, you know what I'm saying? Y'all was trying to get fly, y'all was doing it for the ladies. Like, I still had my backpack on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, it took me a little minute to catch up, but once I got it, I'm like, oh, you providing a culture of vibe, as the kids say now, vibe, but y'all was, that was y'all mission, and y'all accomplished it well. But, like, so when you, when we speak about culture, we stay in way of life. Lonzo didn't do anything he didn't live. Yeah. You know, you, Still, you would catch him, you know, back then, you would catch him in some Durango boots, some, you know, a blazer, like, this is, this is pre-Kanye. Absolutely. This is pre Kanye. This isn't oh, that's the kid from Chicago. Put on your blazer. No, this is pre Kanye. Yeah. He was dressing like that. This is the music he listened to. He wanted to expose the city to what he was living. Me and Rich wanted to explode expose the city to what we had lived and the way we lived musically. So that's what you get out the redo. You get you got older DJs. I'm I'll be fifty in May. So I'm I'm playing. Like last night, literally. That, there, that's so much. One thing you you said to me before is like, you gotta love the music, not just love rap music. You gotta love the music. But and, and you, last night was an example. But here's how you here's how you fall in love with the music. And I said it like I said I set that set up. Like if you were bust across town, like I I grew up in a neighborhood that was all black. And then busing happened. I walked to school and then busing happened. So now you're sending me, um, I'm on the bus 45 minutes to an hour, you know, going to another school. So the radio stations, you know, we didn't control that. Absolutely not. Like, I I, I remember listening to George Michael and, and Careless Whispers on the bus in the morning. Cindy Lauper in the morning. Or growing up in the 80s and you're waiting for that Run DMC video, you got to wait three hours. <laughs> So you're going to get uh, Phil Collins. You're going to get um, uh, Juice Newton. I had Juice Newton sitting on my like I, I had records that I didn't bring. Like I could have really, really, really stretched the imagination of like what what were y'all listening to in the '80s? Because I know what I was listening to. And you know, as as much as people make fun of me for being in Newark, like, that's but that's that's my life. So so that is it. all my life. What so, you were playing yesterday? With, I'll take you. I like, and that's what I was. You know, I had. So here, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna say this. Did you know the chief and the chief assistant were I, in the I heard. police? Yeah, I were heard. In the park, I were in the heard party. They was partying. I heard they was dancing. I heard they I, was killing the dance floor. They were. I met them outside. I didn't even know who I was talking to. Yeah, I didn't. Booked. I, you know, I talked to. But you know, I talked to book after every reason. So. The, there was one of the three there was a, um, one of their partners uh, she was here from Detroit she's a homicide detective it was crazy like I'm talking to three black women that are high ranking police officials doing real like they ain't doing jay writing jaywalking <laughs> tickets they doing real real heavy police work yeah, we she told me she said you play all the records from my childhood because I went to a school that had you know mostly white people she might have went to private school I think I might be messing that up but if you went to private school and you know you were the only black kid at private school, you're going you're going to listen to what the 
people in the in the school are listening to the culture of the school. So we just we just I am I am gonna say this I am a curator of culture, and when I say that I'm not cre- not necessarily creating culture. I'm not gonna say I created this vibe of playing this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I curated it from my life. I curated it from you know me and Rich curated from his life things that we listened to growing up, and and we said here that's a culture somewhere. Let's bring that culture here. Here's what here's what a lot of people don't know. We can talk about these classic clubs, Red Zone, um, Studio Sixty Nine, Papa Jacks. What Bobby did, so the Cove, and that's yeah. kind of iconic for what was going is going on now. That's where I made my name. That's where Crate really, you know, what I'm saying what I, he Crate did, snatch and taps. He had some other residencies, but that's where I met Crate for real as the DJ he is. Yeah, me too. That's where we. That's where what you seen last night. That would be Friday and Saturday. I experienced Friday and Saturday in one party. Yes. But the Cove, that's a that's a lounge or that's a club in Chicago. The vibe of the Cove is Republic Gardens in DC. So Bobby just said, Oh, I'm gonna take this culture that I've experienced in these two cities and place it here. So so I as as a DJ, as as a selector, how do you feel when people be like Ah, oh, the music is terrible. Or I, if you're talking, I want to hear some. I want to hear Little Baby. Or yeah, that happened last wanna, night. I, it happened right but, in front of me. But which listen, was listen. Funny. But like, how do you feel? I about look at that? the crowd. If my crowd is doing a, if the crowd is two stepping and singing, you asking me about something because you don't like what I'm playing. You're selfish. You're selfish in nature. Your mama didn't raise you right. You don't love yourself. <laughs> you need a hug. Go jump in the mix, enjoy it, or you might be in the wrong party. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I honestly believe if you're not having a good time at a party, bro, you do not have to stay. Like there is no law that says Joe. Like you can go ahead and bounce. Like I like experiences with my music. So me, like, like I said, I went to two different. Uh, spots yesterday, and throw them under the bus. Nah, it. I like Burn was at one spot. That's my man, and then y'all. So I was loving what Burn was playing. Yeah, because you know we we're in a group chat. We talk all the time. You know what I'm saying? I love the records they were playing because I know we. You, I know he's playing certain records because I'm in the building. Like he's playing Benny because I'm in the building. He's oh, playing Pusher. Y'all was playing. Y'all was, y'all was, but, y'all was but, right back like that. He, because I'm in the building, so he knows. Like he played them, you know. I hear that pusher coming. I'm turning around, looking like, oh, that's my bag. Like he knows that. But I noticed, like some people be like, I want to hear. I guess I'm saying like, they want to hear certain records. But say like a say say like a promoter hires you, oh, like, and he's like, I want you to smooth it out all night. You know what I'm saying? So no turn up music. I want you to smooth it out all night. But then the crowd wants to turn up. Like, how do you handle those type of situations? Um, classic moment. Classic moment. Um, so, I remember the specific moment where the Cove Lounge turned into the Cove Club. And, you know, when Bobby hired the DJs he hired, he wanted the lounge vibe. I was playing, when he, when he heard me play at Mahogany Saw, I was filling in for Crate, I believe. And I was playing some Barry White. I was playing like 
real, you know, some grown. Yeah, yeah. Like you can stand yeah. on couches with your glass of wine. You don't stand on couches with your <laughs> Hennessy with this music. Yeah, like, you can still party, but it's a little more. It's, you're doing it a different way. And he said, "Yo, I want you to do that here at my new spot." So when I when I got there, and when I ended up being the only DJ, because he had like four or five DJs, he was just having everybody do sets, something like the redo. Um, I remember when it became like, well, I was the I was the last one, and <clears throat> we had a lot of people were starting to filter in from the red zone. And they were hearing like, oh, this is a new spot, it's cool, it's, the vibe is right, it's a lot of always a lot of ladies there. Always. always so always. people were hitting coming up to me asking for certain records. And I'm telling them, like, nah, 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 that's not what we're doing here, you know, no disrespect, but they got other clubs that do that. So he's coming to, you know, and I think it was Lou. I think it was Lou. And Lou was like, yo, I'm like, hey man, they asking for, they want party. And he was like, go ahead. I said, ain't no turning back after we do this. Cause you can't turn it into a party, then you can't, you can't, uh, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It's either we, either we doing this or we ain't, yeah, like, cause we turn up, we gonna, we gonna go. So, it was a young jock record, and I was like, or it was a little, Jay was asking for a little John, no, it was a little John record, and I think I played, it was a, I think it was a young jock that I ended up playing, and go. Do you remember when? Do you remember the first time I played Hustling? I, bro, I remember all the records. We broke. When you we, broke, but we as, a, still, as a collective, we like, suspects. this is the one. This is going to be We the had one. just got off the road from New York, brought that record back. Like, nobody knew about that record in, in Columbus. They was playing. There's a version of, of Hustling with Raekwon on it. There's yeah. a version of Buster Rhymes on it. So we went to Beach Street. I brought that record back, and I played it. And I just could see the wave of energy. Like, people responded to that energy. So it was like, the energy is what you have to dictate. But do, do you... You have to give some... At some point, you got to make a choice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. to give the people what they want, or we going to maintain. Now, if you make the choice, there's no going back. You know, you might go... You, you might be able to... I, it was beneficial for everyone that was a part of that moment that we made that choice. Because if the code stayed a, a lounge, um, I don't know what it would have done for my career or what it would have done for Bobby. Because then Bobby started to see the bigger, the biggest pictures. He started putting tents outside and having concerts in the parking lot. Went from Bobby Ferguson to Bobby. Bobby Fame. Fame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so as I'm, I'm glad you said that. Like, so you you play for the people more than a promoter do. I, or, I would or, like to or believe, just to, so at this point, like at this point, soft flex. You, I mean, I only would really work with one promoter, Bobby. Yeah. But Bobby respects me as a promoter now. Yeah. You know, as a curator of culture, I remember he. You know, he like I'm asking him questions because now at this point where the redo was in growth, he was like, "Oh, you promote? No. You see some of the headaches I got, and you know, so at, at that point." Bobby respects me as a DJ and a promoter, like the crowd I'm going to bring in, the music that we're going to provide, the entertainment value, you know, just don't have nothing in here that's going to make my, you know, make my place, you know, look bad. Yeah. So when when y'all curating the lineup for the, for the redo, do y'all get together and be like, all right, 
Craig, you play this type of vibe. Oh, nope. Or, nope. Because what if, like, say you and you and Rich is doing this set. Like, y'all like the similar type of music. Mm-hmm. Like, how do y'all how do y'all figure that out? Because I know Rich, and Rich knows me. So if and Rich, since Rich isn't like, so when Rich was here regularly, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Rich was here regularly, and I know that he was going to be spinning. I kind of know, uh, I kind of know where he leans into. You know, we shared records. We still share. Like some of them crates. Hey, Rich. Some of them crates in Indiana. And them is, them is, I know that he got a blue. He got a blue bad boy crate. He got a um, a dark gray Rockefeller crate. I know when I see him. All right. I mean, I just went and you know, like I just went and bought all those records again. So I still have, I got all the records, but. I kind of know what he's working with as far as his vinyl selection. Um, now, right now, Rich is pushing. He like he he pushes more into like buying new pressed records. Like you know, like he was the first dude I seen with the twenty four karat from Bruno Mars. He uh-huh. played that. He you know he's buying forty uh, fives. He played the Lemonade from Rihanna on forty five. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. He, he did. did. Yeah. So he he's doing that thing. So if I know the foundation is going to be this, then I know like. I kind of know I I, I kind of know what what he has in his collection, so I just stay away. Or because I'm trying to do something, I'm trying to challenge myself, so I won't play what is similar for me and him. So where where does the the artistic part come in for you particularly? Like when you're DJ, when when you know because it's a monthly well, party. Answer, let me answer two questions. The first question: Jama does the right now. Jama is curating our. Our, Shout out to Jamie, I gotta get him on the show. Our playlist or our set, or who's gonna play? In the in, in the reading group chat, you know, I always stress play that. Like this is what the this is what I was this was on the whiteboard for for the game plan for this party. Play that record you've been scared to play. Yeah. Play that record you've been scared to play. So um, I kind of know you know Mr. King's his wheelhouse. Um, I'm, you know, Jamin leans in some of King's bag, but he's been exposed to the house music thing, or he's he's learning this breaks, you know, finding original samples on vinyl to go with the song that sampled it. Yeah, he played the um, Mahanan Street Band, the sample for Rock Boys. Uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, played yeah, that yeah, and then yeah, went yeah. into the Rock Boys. So I kind of, you know, I see I see what is developing in the team. And then you kind of like, all right, you know what we haven't played, y'all? You say that in your head. Everybody says that in their head because you hear them like, oh man, next time I want to, man, I want to, I don't want them to think, you know. So I'm, I'm doing that. Everybody's doing that. So we have everybody has their strong set of what they normally can do. But you know, if you've done that two times, and you everybody should just rotate. Last night for me was the challenge of I wanted to play for cornbread. You know, yeah. when Cornbread talks to me about music, we always end up in the '80s. He likes George Michael. He likes oh. Wham. He likes Tan Trent Darby. He likes <laughs> that's his bag. That's his bag. <laughs> so I was like, man, it's, you know, we're gonna celebrate the original Janet. Me and him talk Janet for hours. Man, I had five and Janet records in that set. What's funny, like even you were playing uh, Prince, then you went into Janet, and I looked at him and I was like. 
Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and he was like, "You're right." right. <laughs> I was like, "You're right." He's like, "You're right," because I'm like, "Oh, you know, obviously the time, and then you know what they did for Janet." And I was like, "It made so much sense." Minneapolis sound, you just kind of, you know. Yeah, but it the it was a magic moment because just from Prince to Janet, you know what I'm saying? It makes sense, like, oh, it was '80s, but no, it. It was nothing, deeper than the, you it's know. All what I'm science and math. Yeah, and, and I looked at him. I was like, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. He was like, You're right. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> but it, like, literally, there was one moment it went from Mike to Janet, but it's Mike and Janet as a family. But then it's Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis as producers, back to Prince yeah. as the family tree. Like, I have fun. I have fun making that set, man. Really, like, I tell anybody, man, if you want to have the, if you if you want to have a better time than you could have at the redo. Come to the crib when I'm pulling those records out. I played from about 8 o'clock to about 1 in the morning just to get that set ready. But I was just playing records. Like, I, like you see a stack of records that didn't make it. And yeah. you're like, damn, you ain't play. You ain't bring that record? I, so, how hard is it to DJ live... Not on vinyl. Tell them I was tell them I was playing forty fives though. On forty five. I was playing forty fives though. How hard is that? Even Boog was like, you know what? He did a stay on forty fives. <laughs> you know, hey, me I, and Boog talk all the listen, time, bro. Listen, like, let me let me let me show you something. Let me show you something. So how hard is it to play forty fives? Um, forty fives were like vinyl. Don't lie. Vinyl don't lie. The the red icon is bud. Hey man. Hey man. And I you know, I keep that in Cause I I noticed the first record came on and I'm like, oh you got forty five. But I I know you don't have forty fives in the mix, you know what I'm saying? I, I I I rarely mix that up. But I know you got forty so I'm like and then you just pulled out another one and I'm like I'm like, oh, he's doing a 45 set. Like, yeah, this man. is about to get fun. It's in it, and so there's two ways that I approach this. What haven't I done? And what's the next challenge? Like, you know, we, we have a party, 45 Delights. You know, if you... If shout out to Prime. Shout out to Prime. If you're here in Columbus, Ohio, you know, the freshest events. It's, the, you, it's <laughs> I like... Got you, I got you covered. <laughs> no, let me tell you what's, what's really happening. That um, what year was it? Then you when you realized Rockefeller Records was about to take over. Rockefeller as a whole, yeah, two thousand. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we're having Shit, a Jay, Jay was. We're having a we're having a blueprint moment. This summer is gonna be a blueprint moment. Like we got a lot of stuff planned and it diverse stuff. Like, it's a lot of stuff happening. So. The forty-five delights, man. It's like you know, I, I I try to I try to curate culture, try to create events for the DJs that's on our team. Forty-five delights was created for Prime DJ Prime because he loves forty-five, but I do too. So I was like, damn. I wonder if I could get all of this off on forty-five, and, and it was like the challenge, like like shooting left-handed. Yeah, like I wanted, you know, and then I had to really. Curate that set like uh, a lot of my 80s a lot of that deep 80s I only have on 45 because what what they were doing now here's, here's some because we're on needle to the groove you want some nerd stuff 
A lot of the '80s, a lot of the '80s records. If you buy them on 12 inch, you're going to get the special mix. Yes. Like if you, you there is no poison. Like that, I played Poison last night from BBD. You either have it on 45, or you have it on the album. I've searched. The only time you, if you get it on 12 inch, it's going to be a special mix, and it's not the version that people are familiar with. So a lot of those records that you're familiar with in the '80s. They were playing vinyl and they were playing them off 45. Yeah, a lot of rare records are on 45. So I was like, oh, I've been collecting 45 just to have the right version. Yeah. Just to have the right version, I had to buy it on 45. So I was like, damn, I think I could pull this 80s thing off for bread. Yeah, he's definitely smart. So how like um the question is diversity, right? Today, it doesn't seem like people are diverse outside of hip hop. Like, I, they, so we look at hip hop, right? Then you got the trap. Say that, say that with the asterisk, except for when they come to the redo. Yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking about the general masses of people because you got your, you got your trap, you got your drill, you got your, I don't even, I mean, you know, you got your, your coke rap, whatever, whatever. But I'm talking about like music, not outside of hip hop, like, we don't really get the rock joints no more. I don't even know the rock records no more that really work. I don't really know the pop records that really work because hip hop is pop right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, rap music is pop right now. Um, you know what I'm saying? Black culture is pop right now. Absolutely. So, because the set you were playing yesterday was, you know, diverse, very, and I don't think that can happen today. So I don't think the yeah. younger generation. You don't think it can happen for the younger generation. Yeah, I don't think they they can experience and understand that what was happening yesterday. I think they would still be like, "What the fuck is this?" What they can experience is fun. So you might not. So here's two here's two ways to look at it. If if you need to know every record that's being played at the party, then you can't have fun. You need a playlist, and you just need to go sit at home with your bottle of wine, your whatever, your edibles, and go, and you're good at it. Your edibles. But if you want to have fun, like there's, there's still like you know, here's the thing. A lot of those records, when I learned them, I didn't know them, so it was just like, oh, this feels good. What's the next record? Yeah. So that's the mindset that I always walk into the party with. Like I don't want to hear what I already know. I want you to. I want. I want to feel good. I want to yeah. feel good. So if a person, young, old, white, black, whatever, wants to have fun, then they should just say, just make it feel good or make it open so I can have fun. I'll, I'll learn the records. Do you think, as a, as a curator for events, do you think people know how to have fun? I think people are very, this, these phones have changed that. I think people have fallen into the uh, safety nets of phones and clicks. So people come in, they come with their little friends, and they don't want to really meet more people. They are not as free, like, you know, they're just not as free as, like, that literally, you know, I'll take it back to how me and Rich met. We met in a cipher. I was dancing in one circle. He was dancing in another. He came over to our circle. He started busting moves. Like, so that was like, we were in, like, we were in a zone. Like, oh, this is what you do. We want to, like, you want to see the new move. You want to see who got moves. So 
that's what that's what we grew up. That's the culture that we grew up in. This culture is very much, um, and I'm gonna break it in ages. I, I'm I'm old, 49, 50. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I say that old like, like I'm, I'm yeah. like I'm, I've been here for a minute. But so outside, I've seen I've seen it change for for half a decade. Yeah. Outside. Outside. Really? I've been in clubs since I was 16. Texting vinyl since I was 11. I've been here for a minute. Um, There was just a time where you wanted to stand out. People don't really like to stand out. Man, ain't that the truth. You know, everybody buys the same pair of shoes. Everybody, you know, same pair of jeans. Everybody, same hat. Like, it's just, you know, you can kind of tell the decades based off everybody wearing the same style. In my, my experience of growing up, you could tell the decade, like everybody just looked so different. They would nobody looked the same. Yeah. So it's this copycat thing, and it's and copying is safe. You know, if you're if you're writing raps and you like Rakim, and you just follow his patterns, you're probably going to be all right. Be okay. You're gonna be okay. You, your voice might not match, but the pattern, you'll be okay. So it's yeah. like people just got to get out of that that safe thing that they want to do. And I, and that's that's one of the things that I try to do musically. I try to get you out of your cool. Like man, if y'all can't, and cool. I, you know, you you'll see. Like last night before you got there, there was a gap between the crowd and the turntable. I'm like, why are y'all so far from the music? Like y'all, we all we got over here, and it was way cramped, way more cramped than this on the middle passage. So we've been close. Yeah. I think, you know, my my experience is when I come to a club, the first thing I do is go to the DJ booth. But you want the music because I want to feel. You want to see who can do you you you're 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 challenging them to see like all right, ladies, good as my OGs. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I gotta be like right there, like I'm in the way, like move, nigga, you in the way, like I'm looking because I'm like, but I stop the music. Like I'm, I don't want. I, mean, I I want everybody to come and feel safe. I want everybody to come and feel seen and feel heard through the music and through the experience. But what I don't want, I don't want you to feel too cool to party. Come in. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. We, we live. We turn. live. We live, baby. Especially and, and this Leave is, to the groove. And this is this is the this is the perfect example <clears throat> of of not being too cool to party. Bread, bread oh. parties. Hey man, get off the phone, man. Yeah, man. here in Hollywood, hogging shit. We record. We record. Oh, oh, he got it. <laughs> he got it. He got it. Hey man, come on, man. This live, man. You cannot be too cool to party, man. And that's the part that that I try uh, to sit right there. I, I try to get people out of their cool zone, man. Do a mic check for me right there. Mic check. Mic check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back it up a little bit. Be good. Oh yeah. Well, uh, welcome, uh, Cornbread, the my, originator of the redo. My 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 brother, Cornbread, to uh, needle to the groove. Um, you know, I always try to get him to do an interview. He never wanna. Uh, he never wanna do an interview. He never wanna do anything to keep it all the way real. But Red um, so, used to do everything though. Absolutely. He he was uh, ahead of his time on a lot of things, man. So look, we just having a free form conversation, man, on Needle to the Groove. This is what I call like a singles, like a Lucy's, you know what I'm okay. saying? This is not season two. You know, I just want to chop it up with my homeboys. Uh happy, happy birthday. 
happy belated birthday. Uh, we partied last night. And your, your name and your honor, and you was uh, you was voguing last. We night. party every month in his name and his honor. <laughs> Absolutely, that's the real of it. Um, speak while you're here. Jump right into it. Speak pause. on. Jump right into it. It's a boss. Yeah, yeah. We go to we go to make sure we're right, no filthy right. talk tonight. All right, all right. Um, the redo. Um, what was your concept behind it? Um, so, um, let me start, you know, for those who don't know, this is Cornbread, two Ds for a double dose of this DJ talk, okay, <laughs> um, representing the crew, the Mighty ICU. Mm, I seen all yeah. the shirts last night. Yeah, they was out there, they was out there, and, uh, you know. Shout out to Fat Boy. We running a mission, you know, and this lack there of reality. To push a little more P, which is personality. You know what I mean? So oh, that's he's, here he's, he's, here he's here today. He's here today. He's here today. So with the redo, um, um, what it was was we reached a time, and I think this might have been the first time in history, as far as when the jocks that were playing music in clubs legitly couldn't identify with the music they were playing. Like if people could say it might have been like the start of the mumble rap or whatever. And it's like you would come to work and DJ and you know, part of DJing is, you know, staying up with what's, you know, being played on the radio or what's hot in the streets. You know, it's 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 levels to it. So I think this is the first time where the DJs literally were not liking what they were playing when they were working. You know what I mean? So Church I You know Being a DJ at the time And I You know Have several DJ friends And you know We would talk And I'm like Yo You heard the such and such record Like yeah I heard it I play it every week That's uh, my niece Yeah That's uh, whack You know what I mean And You know We always identifying with that I said so How about We give ourselves a, a redo You know From you know DJing all weekend on a Sunday where we can play what we want to hear. You know what I mean? And, you know, it started off for me as a, a kickback to the DJ so we can enjoy each other and, you know, hear you know, where, where each other's coming from. Like, what you listening to lately? How's that? You know what I mean? How's that feel? And it started the, a party for DJs by DJs, you know? that's yeah. what, That was the concept. And, you know, people start hearing or they'll see things and they're like, oh, oh, y'all was rocking that, you know, let me come check this out. Yeah. Then friends of friends here, you know, and they was like, okay, it's cool. And, you know, it was sort of like a niche act at the time, you know, like, oh, because you had the OG party and, you know, we, we would get comparisons and stuff, but it was really two different things, you know what I mean? Because, and, and no knock against the OG party, it was, you know, you wouldn't see a cat going to a, a cut routine at an OG party, you know what I mean? They're just mm -hmm. just playing the records, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the redo, you know, people were showcasing different things, different aspects. You know, we had Bombay Bombay come in. You know, he showed battle aspects. You know, we had you know club DJs come in here and just had the party turned up. We had guys come in like Crate. You know, just showed a whole other creative side of things. You know, and uh, you know it was just. Varieties, so it was alliance DJs and the usual suspects. Usual alliance, the usual alliance was formed. You know, um, 
It was like the Voltron with the cars and the Voltron with the lions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There ain't a road beast in town that can take on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hulk Hogan Macho Man, the mega powers collide. So when that happened, you know, we was doing it. And, you know, we started a garage bar and it was, you know, a cool location, you know, for what it was. I said, you know, it was really, really the move for the time. But it started getting tired for a second, too. You know, like everything will, because it started running. You know, its course. Because yeah, yeah. what it would be was people weren't, you know, doing their homework or whatever. Keep people got lazy because yeah. you know you had access to your computer, you can find whatever you want. So I remember it one. I remember one video I came out, and you know I heard "Hey, sucking niggas" three times. I said, "Yo." That got to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's when <laughs> we all love Tribe. We do. Tribe got way more records than that. Yeah, but it was like I said, it was one of those nights, and I'm like, yo, what? I said people ain't even listening to whatever the other person played. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they ain't respectful. One, and I'm like, you know, that's whack. So this is where you know, Bug and O Sharp. Sort of, you know, took the reins because, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was, you know, I had gotten lazy at the point anyway, you know. They took the reins, was like, you know, this is too good of a thing, we got to make it better, you know. And it was like the $6 million man, we can rebuild it, we can make it stronger. So, what I liked that they did originally, to make the DJs work, they started coming with concepts. Like, okay, this month is 1995, rock whatever you want from 1995, you know what I mean? So that way, it gave the target audience something to look forward to as well. Then, my favorite show, I think, at that time, you know, besides my 80s birthday when I was out there with the lace and all that, Absolutely. lace and leather. Definitely have seen you <laughs> printed out. Yeah, man, like a gangbanger from L.A. in 84, <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely looked like you were Turbo extra in the beat video. Tell them about the producer set. That's what it was. So... The producers, when they did the producers, which was dope, it was a dope concept because everybody got issued a producer. Ah, that's fire. <laughs> so, like, you know. Yeah, you, you got premiere. You get P-Rock. Yeah. You get, yeah. So, of course, they looking like, oh, fucking Cornbread's ass. What, what do we give Cornbread, you know? That's I can do Rick Rubin. And they're like, so that's perfect for you. Absolutely. So you know the them first, heavy ass scratches Rick Rubin be doing. Heavy handed them offbeat rubs. The heavy <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but I talked in. You know, I I, I did it from a, a non traditional standard. You know, you know you hear the Rick Rubin. Of course you think you're gonna hear going back to Cali. You gonna hear all this. Yeah. No, I started with Slayer. <laughs> Oh yeah, you went to the Def. What, what was it? Def Jux. Yep. So I'm I'm playing Slayer records. I'm playing Public Enemy records. I'm playing, you know, just the real hard. Even even through some Weezer tracks in there. You know yeah. what I mean? Because Rick Rubin's been a while forever, and, you know. And it was really a good time. And I said, Yo, that's what it is. I said it needs more organization. You know, but. Where the brilliance of the modern redo came from is one day they said, you know what? This year's this month's theme, you gotta use all vinyl. And you know, 
That yeah. separates them in from the mice right oh, there, buddy. Let me tell you, the redo GJ's cut into a fourth <laughs> from that point. You know what I mean? It was... We yeah. used to have 10, 15 cats ready to DJ. It got dropped down easily to 3, 4 a session. You know, that's what you get. The modern redo, you have four guys. And, five. Oh, five. Five, yeah, you're right. Five to ten. So, yeah, you have four, you know, five guys now because that whole conversion from that one month's theme separated, you know, the men and mice. And I'm not saying any of those guys who, you know, aren't playing the vinyl or, you know, less skilled, you know, they just, you know. People sold their, people, a lot of people sold their collections. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I, uh, I talked to Dame and he said that you and him bought a collection together recently. Marty, Marty, bought, um, Marty McFly is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, that's what I do though. You know, yeah. if I see somebody, I'm like, what, what you want for all of it? Yeah, yeah. I ain't even gonna look through it. I'll look through it later. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Brad, like, you know, I was asking, oh, and I want to, I want to get your opinion on it. <clears throat> as, as a DJ and as a party going, do you think people can have fun without knowing the records? Absolutely. You don't have to know the record because it's really clubbing is tribal as anything else. You know what I mean? Ooh, we about to preach. <laughs> when you hear the beat, the beats was gonna do it. You don't know the song. Yeah. In Africa, when them drums start hitting, them words ain't doing nothing. And them shoulders going, everything else going. Same thing. You go back to, you know, ancient England or, you know, Eastern Europe, you know, when Beethoven's playing, they're like, that's fire, you know? <laughs> with no words to it, you don't need to know the song. You just, gotta, you just gotta know how it makes you feel. You know what I mean? That's it. Bob said it, music hits, you feel no pain. Do you think um, do you think today's crowd is like like uh, O said yesterday? You know, we we was going crazy, but we grew up on music way more diverse, not just hip hop. Yeah. Do you do you think today's crowd will ever get that feeling um, as the, in music, not just hip hop, but in music? Just, because is it, it? It it was really. Like it was, it's a it's a double edged sword though, you know, because we grew up in an era where it was just the radio, you know what I mean. So if it was good enough to be on the radio, you're gonna hear R and B, you're gonna hear pop, you're gonna hear. If it was good enough to be on the radio, it made it to the radio. Now you can hear some underground stuff like, oh, that was pretty cool, but hip hop needed, you know, its shine. Now. I think where it went wrong was where they made stuff only hip hop R and B instead of just that sep you know that separation you know where all right only elite hip hop sees the radio you know what I mean yeah and only elite R and B sees the radio now it's not enough of it <laughs> so all hip hop R and B sees the radio and if it doesn't make it it just doesn't you know it doesn't last as long they just plug and Pull the plug, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel it should have happened that they got their platform, but I feel it did them a disservice as well because Sam Cooke is, you know, renowned as the greatest soul singer ever, right? Mm -hmm. But Sam Cooke was on the radio with who? You know what I mean? 
be like a lot of a lot of white kid, a lot of white acts, the dinosaurs, um yeah. William Cat like just mm-hmm. his his place in popular music at the time, his contemporaries didn't look like him. You know, it just wasn't a lot. You know, that's where you get the understanding of the Chitlin circuit where you get off of the Chitlin circuit and you're you're you you get to make it here. But even in that space, you're by yourself. Yeah. So these records that he's he's making are standing next to other white artists but I, I say this i and this is this is part of where i sit with the diverse thing i think the children have that because they don't just like they just don't listen to rap music like when you think of um Trinata, that's not hip-hop in its purest sense yeah you hear the inspiration because he's sampling but he's making something that's a hybrid of house music club music Sampled some from R and B music, like he has a he has a lot of like the 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 Janet Jackson remixes he's done, like just his own. Not even for her, just he just will chop up a Janet Jackson record and make it a club record. Yeah. So they have they they have a diverse ear. They have a diverse listening section, um, listening selection. Um, there are parties I've been to outside of Ohio, and you know, like he said, like you don't know like. I posted a video uh, a few days ago, and I said, "If y'all ready to party like this, yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to invite you all. Are welcome." Yeah, in that video, like I I watched it a couple times, and I was like, "Yo." But that, but you ain't know the record. No, but I was one. But you, I saw fun in the video, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, the beat if it's the right beat, and you're open to having fun, it's going to be that moment. It's just gonna be that moment. That's what it is. But you have to, you know, take that, take that cool off, and just come, come as you are. But the children do that. Like you know, we, we can we can say it's, as older people in this room right now, we're all above forty. We looking at like um, the lines that are getting blurry in so many spaces: gender, politics, yeah, uh, just that. all the things that are getting blurry. But they're blurry because the kids say we want it all and it all can exist right here. So they do have a diverse nature about themselves. They do have an exploratory nature about music and culture. They they hang out. They hang out with their right, white friends and they do things with them and they go hang out with their hood friends. You know, everybody is mixing and matching. Yeah, yeah that is true. That's so like the, those- they, they do that. It's the old people that are stuck. Like, I don't want to play... These five Jay-Z records that you know, like if, if, if we just did the Jay-Z thing, like there's so many Jay-Z records I could play for you. So if you just said, I don't want to hear old school funk and R&B. All right, then do you want to hear different Jay-Z? Yeah. Get out of, get out of that mindset where you, you can only hear, I just want to love you. You can only hear, um, you don't know. You can only hear Fiesta. You can only hear Excuse Me Miss. Or you can only hear these four Beyonce records. Like you gotta get like people let because you do it in you do it in your car. If you give me your playlist, mm-hmm. your playlist is probably way dark, more diverse than what you expect mm-hmm. to hear at a club. Yeah. That's that uh standum though. That Beyonce J standum is rough. But that's that cool. You wanna you wanna hear the records that make you feel comfortable when you go to and the you club. You think everybody else is gonna You be think there. everybody else like Okay, that is so key. Like you know, Brad, I know you know how to party. Obviously, last night you was partying and you was dancing and all that. 
Bread creates parties. Jimmy's house. Oh, yeah. You ain't got to tell me I've experienced many times parties at with this dude. But do you think... Do you think the majority... Let's just talk about Columbus. Do you think of the majority of Columbus in the past 10 years has just been too cool? <laughs> I don't know. That was an accident. <laughs> that was you funny. Said, too cool? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. Majority... It's all too cool though. The whole club experience is too cool. I tell you, mm-hmm. if I swear, I'll if I had it. the infinity gauntlet, <laughs> when I snap my fingers, Thanos was right. Nah, I'm gonna say it. Look, when I snap my fingers, I would get rid of all bottle sec, all sections, all bottle girls. I bring the airbrush picture man back. Phones gotta be left in your car. You know what I mean? Because I would force interaction. Look, that's so crazy. Because you said the, the same thing about people coming and the five o- interact. Look, the five o four, I think, was my first experience where they separated, you know, the regular part of yours from VIP, and everybody had the VIP. But you know, theirs was a little more legit because it was upstairs. You know, so <laughs> and I remember coming to the door. You know, a young club goer, giddy in my Nietzsche outfit, and uh, the guy says it's twenty for VIP, five for a regular club. You know, I'm a kid paying this regular club admission, but as I'm there and I'm looking at the VIP, they got their own bar up there. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I wouldn't mind that because that right there. They were still partying. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the section game, people don't leave their section. Look, man. That's <laughs> the, that, if there's any any part about the redo right now that I'm not a fan of, it's the section. Look, I had a section and I... You didn't, you didn't sit. Yeah. I went up there and I said, oh, this is it? All right, thank you. I'm going downstairs. If y'all want to chill here, cool. I'm going downstairs because... I gotta, I gotta be with the people. Like, I now. So here, here's, here's now as a promoter, I get it, and a DJ. I understand what we're working with in the demographic. People don't all want to stand all night. Yes, they have, especially when you're 45 and up. Yeah, you know, you want to, you, you might not be able to do that. Like three sets of DJs straight. You might want to wait. You know, we still, we still dealing with insecurities. We're still dealing with, you know, we're dealing with, you know, health, health. Like, oh, I just can't. I ain't built to stand up all night. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do the runner man all night, my nigga. But the exclusive nature of clubs, I think that has hurt the party. Like, he's, you know, when you when you seen that as a young dude, bread, you like, oh, I want to go. Oh, that looked fun. Mm. But the people have flipped it and be like, oh, I'm better than you because I have this booth. You know, mm. nobody. I don't. I think those six booths downstairs. First come, first over here, right? Nah, nah, nah. Hell nah. We, 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 we do well with the booths. Oh, I'm sure. But do you really want to be in those booths when the, the party, yeah, the party exactly. goes down? Like, all those people... like it's around you. Like, you're really not... And, I'm, and I hope I'm not killing myself. Could be. No, you're not. But nah. if, all the, if all the people... Crack sell itself. It's no, go-go. Hey, <laughs> the DJ is set up on the floor... T's, so we, T's told me that a long time ago. Uh, 
the weed sell itself. That's what he told me. To him yesterday. That's what he told me. The weed sell itself. You ain't got to bag it up and say nothing on it. But we put the DJ on the floor so you can feel a part of the process of picking music. Like, oh, what he playing? People were, like, the literally... People were on their phones yeah. taking pictures of the 45s as I was putting them back in the crate. So they put, they feel a part of the party. Mm-hmm. So the, the turntable is right there. It's a house party vibe. The sections are not a house party vibe. Yeah. But people want, they want that. Like, oh, how do we, when we get seats, there's no seat, no seats at the bar. Um, okay. The, well, the thing that I won't do like I'm not a fan of the bottle service. Like I, I don't, I don't really want to change into that that event. I, I had an experience with a bottle yesterday, and I'll tell you offline. But I was like, Reese is like, he looked at me crazy because I turned it to trap Dave. Like, like what the fuck out of here? I'm from Roulette. You got me fucked up. But um, do you think, Brad? Do you think? Do you think we just, like, me, you think I'm just being an old head, like, ah, the, the young niggas, they don't know nothing about nothing, blah, blah, blah. You think I'm being, a like, one of those people? No, I don't think that. It's just, I think when you do it, when it, when it's that, it's more of a, a punitive, a punitive approach. I think yours is more of an understanding approach or, you know, even trying to, or even trying to repair some of the damage report, approach. You know what I mean? When... You're just the old dude that got nothing positive, you know what I mean? That's that's a different story, but you you know, obviously you want to make a difference in it, so that's that's the difference. Yeah. I, I just feel like uh yesterday, like, you know, it's been mentioned a few times on here about taking off your cool and Brad, you always been about that, you know, take off your cool. Don't be too cool for nothing. Um do you feel I'm just cool enough for everything. That's what it is. Do you feel like people come come out with the intense intention of the party? No. Anymore? Some do. Some do. It's but as a mass masses, I don't think so. I think everything is a photo op and for the ground and that that's you know, that's a whole nother bag of worms, but yeah. Like you said, it's I come out so people can see I'm cool. That's why they give us the announcement that they're outside before they even show up outside. You know what I mean? They, ooh, excuse me. They just, uh, they come out, you know, everybody has motives for anything they do. You know, one person might be coming out because I want to I wanna see some chicks. That that doesn't necessarily turn into partying, but it could, you know? Yeah. Girls, I want to see some guys, you know? Okay, I'm seeing guys now, I want to dance. That turns into partying, you know. It just, you know, people got different just. Some people just want to come out and get drunk. <laughs> that is a that is a fact. Listen, man, I lost my phone yesterday, <laughs> and they gave it back to me. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Nah. For real? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was like, here. What's up? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you you had a you had a good time yesterday, man. Man, <clears throat> it was. So, I was ordering drinks, and fame came of. I seen him talk to the bartender like, so I ordered. She's like, "Don't worry about it." I said, "Oh, I said he's trying to have me like he had me at the mint back in the day." Pause. Super pause. 
But yeah, <laughs> and I sure, I sure, I sure enough turned into the dancing bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yo. If I had a tricycle out there for me, I'd have been a whole goddamn circus. <laughs> Book says you gotta retire your two step. My two step is very legendary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now when I did that, I did a splits back in the back corner. You know, and it, it didn't go. It, it, it didn't. It, it didn't work out. I, you know. Yeah, I don't ever want to see you do the splits. Bro. I feel like somebody kicked me in the nuts when I got home. <laughs> I'm yelling at my little my little shorty like, like "We in there fighting?" <laughs> so I'm in the middle of the night, whole body sore. Oh, with the with everything you got coming up this summer and bread, uh, hopefully you get back outside. Where do y'all see the the future of Columbus? Um, not necessarily like club partying, but just. Having a, having the fun like you always like y'all hashtag is the fun is back. Do you see that continuing and growing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you only you only can control your own narrative, right? So I honestly wholeheartedly believe anything that O does or has his hands in is with the intentions of bringing the fun back. So I can say with his events, yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. But somebody else's, I can't say that. You know what I mean. The stuff, the stuff that. But what. Yeah. yeah, but what I can say right now, this is the time. You know, this it's is the time down, down because down. it's so much. It's not. It's nothing. It's nothing out there no more. You know what I mean? So anybody can, you know, grab Take the reins and grab this and you know. We take it. Listen, catch it, the magic, man. That's that's literally all I'm doing, man. Spin it in their air because if you look at it, I'm a culture alchemist. Yeah. You don't, you know. Yeah, we're writing raps again. You know, we don't see, you don't see. Sound me like what side? You know, you got orange soda. That's monthly. Mm-hmm. You know, Redo's monthly. Marlon, he might do something monthly. There's nothing that's you know setting the stone consistent. Mm-hmm. So, XO is, you I, know, I don't even know <laughs> exactly. That's not what it was. Yeah, Avalon, I'm, they, they're doing good on certain nights, but it's just not the same, though. Like, Taco Tuesday, they're packed. Are they partying? I don't know. I, don't I haven't know. experienced it. I was there for a karaoke night, and they had a good time in there, and I was impressed, actually. Um, their brunch is really good on Sundays. That's you know, I heard for that Gathering, you know. But there aren't those you know, weekly finesse music parties, you know what I mean? Or weekly what was the other boys that did anything but clothes? The Flyboy Entertainment and all yeah. of it's not that we don't have that weekly presence anymore. You know? It's, there's no cove to go to every week. Mm-hmm. There's no you know, that's not there no more. There's no there's no I'm here Thursday, I'm here Friday, I'm here you know what I mm-hmm. mean? What if I change that? Yeah, that's 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 the thing. So this this summer, I, I'm gonna just speak for this summer. Um, Freshest events and Land Grant Brewery will be in collaboration. All the events that we have will be exposed there, and I'm going to expose the city to new DJs. I'm not gonna just run it like it's, you know my team is strong. Mm-hmm. I think we got a good team. I feel like the home team can win in any space. But there's so much more music. Like I really, <clears throat> I wholeheartedly want to see people dancing to Machata. I want to see them dance in my reggae. I want to see that. Like, I know we can produce a reggae night. We can produce a house night. 
you know, the hip hop, the R&B, we can do that. But I know there are other DJs that do the Spanish music well, or even some of the younger music that, you know, like when I say younger, I mean, like there's just so much music other than what you hear on the radio. And there are DJs that are young and are playing that alternative, that diverse music. I want to bring them into space so people can experience the for real fun. So yeah, this this summer, every Friday, starting in May to to Labor Day, yeah, you gonna have something. That's what I'm talking about. Like like we about to have that Rockefeller moment where like damn, are they about to take over? But it's going like and here's the part where I say that man. Like we can do this black thing, we can do whatever. Like if that's if that's all you want to do is just party with black people, that's cool. There's gonna be venues for that, man. I created something called All Are Welcome, and I mean it. Like I don't care what you, how you get down, what you like, what you don't like, man. <laughs> I had an experience about six years ago, maybe eight years ago, in um, Coney Island, and I was on the boardwalk, and the DJ was playing house music, but I literally I, t- I took pictures. Here's first off, um, cousin Mike picked me up. R.I.P. Man, God bless the dead. His his one of his one of his partners. It was a gay dude, James. I'm texting seven like, yo, what's up with this dude? He sound like Eddie Murphy impersonating <laughs> gay a gay dude. But James was telling me, bro, I was shoot, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. That, maybe you could talk to him. They were telling me about when they were kids at Studio Fifty Four. Now think about that. Yeah, that's yeah. They were kids sneaking in the Studio Fifty Four. So we're I explained uh, Sheik's uh, freak out to Ike yesterday. Out about they couldn't get in the Studio Fifty Four and it fucked we're off. We're on the boardwalk in Coney Island, and every walk of life was on one beat. Every walk of life. So if I can, if if I have any any power in producing something where everybody can come. And everybody can find their space and be safe and, and groove to the drums. Red spoke about it. I spoke about it. That's what's going to happen this summer. We're going to be at the museum three times. That's fire. We're going we're to we're make space for anybody with special needs. Dope. Like, why, why can't somebody with a special need with a wheelchair come party? Or if, if you need space because you want to groove the way you want to groove, and you need to move, I want to do that. Like, this ain't just about, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to do the redo six more times in the city. That's, that don't, that's redundant. But yeah. what we're going to create is we're going to create a space for people to really experience music and experience the fun. Do, you, do y'all think, um, I know obviously spinning on vinyl separates people, but do you feel like every event that you do oh, has to be a vinyl event? Nah, because I know some of the music that that like all the DJs that I'm gonna bring in there, they all won't have vinyl, you know, because I'm 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 literally trying to make sure it's young people in there. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to just be the guy that all uh, it's all these forty year old DJs <laughs> that are gatekeepers, you know. Like yo, let's 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 create some space for people to experience some things from a younger perspective and give these younger DJs. Room to grow because if you only growing in your on your Instagram page because you've been posting videos and you, you that's all you like yo what's this, what's it feel like to play music loud in front of people like that experience changes everything for me it changes everything yeah so I want I want to provide that man I'm providing that for the DJs I'm providing that for the people I want people to the fun look man 
when that happened in my head, the fun is back. When I, I just looked at the pictures, we sell itself. <laughs> I said, oh, everybody in this picture was like, they having fun. I kept looking at the pictures. Shout out to Will Pounder. More pictures, more pictures. Oh, everybody's having fun. Ding. Oh, the fun is back. Because everybody's pictures don't look like this when they post they, they, they event, you know, shots. Like, I don't yeah. see, I don't see smiling. I don't see sweat. Smiling faces. I don't see sweat dripping off nobody. I don't see, you know, I just don't, I just want to see, I want to see people smiling. I want to see people sweating. I want to see people leaving their cool at home. Just come and have fun. Brad, you got, I mean, you, you created a, a lot of stuff over the years, man. You had your hands in the bag early. Like, what, what can you, what can you provide, man? To, to make sure you enjoy yourself like you did yesterday, man. I I can't enjoy myself like I enjoy myself yesterday every day or every time. But, you know, it's just like you said. When I left the house that day, I told myself I'm coming out with intentions to party. You know what I mean? That was all it was. So, that's... You know, that's the that's the bread you got that day. You know, the bread, you know, you might just sit back on the stage and, you know, watch the guys select their records. <laughs> Be a little judgy. A little, little judgy. <laughs> <laughs> Just bread. That's a little pitchy for me, dog. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, you know, that was just the me. That was the honest truth, That was the me you got yesterday. But... Yeah. After that, you know, I'm feeling like I ain't got much more of that left in me. Yeah, I'm sorry. You had to man, sleep. once a month, man. You just can't do that every week, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But <laughs> sure, you was a little sleepy last night because you was going crazy. You sheepy? Yeah, it was woozy. <laughs> Good thing you had Fat Waiter drive us home. Yeah, he pulled out the keys, man. So look, man, Brad, I know you was a little bit late getting here. I want to thank y'all definitely for coming through. Again, this is not season two. This is just a single from Needle to the Groove. Um, you know, I think um, when you're inspired, man, you should have conversations about it. Um, you know, you should document it. And this is me documenting last night of me being inspired and having fun and watching Brad dance and celebrating with him and watching oh spin 45s and play records that, you know, created a moment and created created new memories based off old memories church because those records meant something to me growing up you know i can always get i can you don't want to do this hip-hop shit with me so we we can dead that right now i i can hear what we talking about oh you think you yes i do but uh, whatever you say i am i think i am absolutely but when we talk about this love for music Nigga, outside of hip-hop, this is what I do. I love music. You can go look at my record collection right there. It's small, but it's definitely growing. Um, I love music, man. And uh, yesterday was a prime example of partying to good music, man. So shout-out to the Redo. Shout-out to Brad. Shout-out to O. Shout-out to Book. Shout-out to Jamie. Shout-out to King. Shout-out to Great. Shout-out to Prime. Shout-out for Ro for always hosting, man. Man, bro, be killing it every. He doesn't miss, bro. He doesn't miss. Look, look, man. I know we wrapping this up. Pause. Um, Good pause. Yup. I heard, I heard 
three things about last night, and these are two of them are consistent with what the redo has been for a while: healing and therapy. But then I heard like, yo, the host, like, Ro, like, I tell him in private, I tell him in person, he's a star. And it's a natural thing. He don't turn on when he get the mic. The mic just amplifies who he already is. He's 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 a triple threat. He's an actor. He low key can sing. He's a dancer. Hey, but that nigga said I was dancing to "I'm Every Woman" and I was tight because I was. He was. I was. But he had to call me out like that. It was a couple guys got called out. My guy got <laughs> called out by his wife. He said, "Babe, I can't sing this." She said, "No." Nah. I'm every woman. That's our thing. That's our thing. I'm every woman is a fucking You should have heard me banger. You should have heard me singing it when I was pulling it at home. <laughs> the fucking With the shark con? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm saying. You like the Whitney version better? No. Oh. I like, I like the ad libs on the Whitney version. Shark con. Shark con. Bobby, Bobby. Oh, man. Yo, shout out to Bobby Fang for um, being a part of the culture of the city. Like we talked about culture, yeah. Bobby has created a culture. Alonzo has created a culture. Shout Cr- out. Bread has created a culture. Absolutely. You thought. Yeah, and, I, and I've been outside for a long time for all that. So. Um, yeah, man, we gonna wrap this up, man. It's your boy Chad Dave, Needle to the Groove. Sky, rate and all that good stuff, man. This episode will be out real soon, man. Peace to my guys, man. We out of here. Church. Peace. Peace. Peace.